Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Lindsay Scherzer, a mom of three kids at Kirk Day School, and I own a business called Moms Into Fitness. And today, as we continue our Healthy Habits series, we'll be talking with Lindsay about fitness, not just for ourselves as adults, which is typically what we want to focus on, but also how do we do that uh, with our children and what to do, particularly because it's January right now, and there is snow uh, just outside of my office where we're recording this, and it has been bleak and dreary, and when you think of wanting to be fit and fun, you think of more sun and uh, summer trips or going to the pool, that sort of thing. So as we get into this, Lindsay, how have you kind of uh, curtailed your life, and, and what has God done with the story to get you to be passionate about fitness? Well, I grew up watching my mom teach aerobics, so it was always set on my heart that it was something that I wanted to do. So you um, had leg warmers from a really early age. <laughs> Seriously, and she used to teach at like a, our elementary gymnasium. You know, they were all in leotards and, and leg nice. warmers, and I'd sit and I just wanted to follow along and wanted oh to my do God. it. Oh, so um, and then my mom, I mean, she's just, she plays such a significant role in my life and in all of this. She's the one that kind of directed me, well, if, if that's what you really like, go do it. Hmm. And so I got my degree in exercise science in college. Um, and to say, I wanted to be like Jane Fonda and my mom <laughs> and Denise Austin was kind of a, a a wild dream, you know, it wasn't anything that, and back then, I mean, it wasn't, people weren't making videos Yeah, yeah you didn't fly. have YouTube. Right, Yeah. right. It was when we made our first DVD, it was a big clunker of a of a video camera and, and a big to-do. It wasn't as oh simple as things are right now. So yeah. yeah, so I got my degree in exercise science. I started teaching aerobics in college and um, kind of also found out everything I didn't want to do through mm -hmm. a few internships and working at a few um, women's health clubs. Yeah. And then I oversaw seven women's health clubs here um, in St. Louis. And I think that's when I knew I really wanted to work with moms because there's mm -hmm. just such a need. Um, and then several years ago, it was, it was the mentality based off some research that if you didn't do 60 to 90 minutes a day, you might as well not even yeah. give it a try. Good gosh. I know, right? Wow. I mean, that boy. just deflates your bubble right there. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like, mean, my Apple Watch tells me to get, what, 30 minutes <laughs> yes. of, of exercise, yes. and I'm like, I can do that? Yes. But anything above that, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I know. That's a commitment. I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. 30 minutes recent is research hard for me. says 20 to 30 okay. minutes every day. Okay. Yeah. But, but I mean, this was what? 10, 12 years ago. And so that, it, it just deflated mm. everybody's bobble. Oh, sure. And then more research came out that short, intense bouts are better. So I started, you know, just kind of curtailing all of my programs towards moms and kind of found hmm. found that niche. in pregnancy fitness, there, it, there wasn't a lot of research at the time. So I kind of dove into that, worked at St. Louis University. Wow. I was so privileged to have worked with um, Dr. Sarah Hopkins, who also helps write the ACOG guidelines for pregnancy fitness. I just... And what's ACOG? A, uh, yeah, I guess I should say that. ACOG is the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Okay. So when you go to your OB and you're pregnant, it is what your OB is going to follow Okay. in regards to guidelines That's and safety. Really cool. Because when you're pregnant, you know the number one thing is you want to be safe. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. so, yeah, it's been an up and down road. And we, even, we, did, we started out doing DVDs. Hmm. And then, as with any business, we've had to morph as the business has changed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So before we go further, here's my DVD question. How did you find other people 
to get into your DVD. Like they have. Oh, on, I've on the, always wondered that because I do Beachbody uh-huh. on demand. So uh-huh. there's like all these random people See, I'm that are in the more background. Mouser size from the early '80s on the Disney Channel, but yeah, how yeah. do you get those people? Where do you find them? Oh, they're they're all people that have done Moms into Fitness. Or friends that I taught with, and we did classes together. Cause yeah, and we still do it to this day. It's we find uh, people that have done real moms that have done yeah the, the program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, mystery Good solved. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Um, I feel like life's complete now that I know know how the where those happen. people get. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah ignore, ignore the man behind the curtain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you've done you've done this research, but but moms in, in particular, and and I say this, being married, having you know uh, been a husband through two pregnancies now, and and understanding, not just the I guess the lifestyle that my wife has to experience and go through but also I mean let's be real we're in West County and as well and so there there are a variety of expectations and types that we that we see um, and that people want to be right mm-hmm. and and we know uh, often Maria and I say this frequently is comparisons the thief of joy uh, yeah. but God still calls us to take care of the temple he's given us and and so how do you kind of flush that out on a day-to-day basis of saying, all right, I'm going to work with moms and I'm going to just try and help them be healthier because I'm sure there's going to be pressure and certain di- people are going to push you to maybe do something like, no, I have time. I want to get those 90 minutes in. So where do you kind of land uh, as you coach people? Well, I think it's a, the big word that comes to my mind is balance, which we are all forever seeking balance just, you know, in, in things in life. Um, but when you look at exercise, the best way to look at it is that you're nurturing yourself, you're mm-hmm. nourishing yourself, not for a goal of, I just want to look this way, or I just want to be three sizes smaller so I can fit into the jeans that I fit into prior to pregnancy or something. It, it, ha- it has to be a mindset that you want to nourish and nurture your body. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine who was a college athlete um, and uh, his son went on to be a college athlete and they're just very fit, very, very great family. One of the things that he told me, particularly when I became head of school, is you have to work your mind against your body. And he really pushed that, that nurturing. So talk about men for a second, even though I know you do a lot of work with moms and I know moms are our primary listeners, um, but with men and husbands, and if a mom's listening to this and it's like, you need to be working out. What would you say that to husbands within within the male psyche as well of like just find that time? Right, uh, we are all low on time. There is no doubt about it. But it's structuring your day or your week so that it does fit into your schedule. And as with moms and dads, we want to show our children how to be active mm. as well. So it's you know taking the active role um, in doing that and. As we were talking earlier, it does not have to be 60 or 90 minutes. It can be 20 minutes, and then you're left feeling really good for the day. I know for me, I I mean, research backs it up too. You know, you've got your endorphins, your serotonin. You feel more clear, you have more energy, things like that. So if you can set the tone that, you know, four days a week, I'm gonna do 20 minutes of this, 20 minutes of something I enjoy, then whether you're a mom or a dad, that should set you up for success. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things, I don't know where this, I I mean, I was not much of an athlete um, in high school or anything, but uh, 
my family was very into exercise. My dad was. And so I always thought cardio, like that's the only thing that makes me feel like I worked out. And if I'm going to work out, I need to feel like I've worked out. Like, that's why I have a hard time with you, even though there have been yogas where I'm like, wow, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, So talk a little bit about the different types of exercises, because I know, especially if you're just getting started into exercise, it can be like, I can't sit and do 20 minutes of cardio. Um, So can you talk a little bit about that and showing our kids too, like the broad range of what exercise can be? Absolutely. Um, And and to go off on your note, I mean, I would run on treadmill for 40 or 50 minutes at a time. That's what I did in college. (laughs) Right. Yes, Yes, exactly. And now I look at it and I was like, well, A, how did I have the time to do that? And B, how was I not completely bored? Yes. And and what it shows, too, is our bodies get bored with the same types of exercise. Mm. So we have to use different types of intensity, Mm. different varieties and types of exercise to um, keep nourishing our bodies and to get them, if you want them to change, you have to do different things to get them to change. Yeah. So you've got your cardiovascular exercise, which I always say that is your heart stuff. That is your, the biggest muscle, which is also an organ, the heart. We want to work on that all the time. So never nix the cardio. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, for moms and dads, you're going to see more benefit if you're adding in strength training as well. Mm. Now you can mix and match those by doing interval training where you do spurts of cardio with um, spurts of strength training. And that gives really good variety, not only for your mind as you're finishing the workout, but for your body as well. Mm. That's what Jillian believes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that I've seen that DVD uh, <laughs> once or twice and tried it and was like, this is too hard. Yeah. Uh, so uh-huh. yeah, I, yeah, that's that's really great. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of different theories out there. There's a lot of different um, ways that, that I think people try to maybe hook you, and and you see people, you know, want to to switch gyms or move gyms, or if you know the Friends episode where Ross and Chandler try to quit the gym <laughs> and they just can't. It's hysterical. <laughs> that um, is hysterical. It's yeah. a great one. <laughs> why why so many different things? Why so many different types? And what would you advise people um, as they are looking to to either work on themselves because sometimes it feels like the only way I'm going to do it is get a financial commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what would you say to folks? Well, first and foremost, it is confusing out there. When it comes down to fitness and nutrition, we are overwhelmed with yes. all of yes. the different resources, which is good at the same time. There are so many different resources, but it is completely overwhelming. Yeah. So first and foremost, do not make it too hard. If you make it too hard, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So it has to be something um, that you find easy and achievable. Well, at the same time, that it will that it will still challenge you. Second, I would definitely say, not only does it have to be feasible and, and something that you can achieve, with there being so many different formats to choose from, there's not one that is better than the other. Mm. The one that is the best is the one that you can stick to. Mm. So if you like doing bar workouts, have at it. If you like um, doing Orange Theory, where you get to watch your stats up on the screen, do that. If you like cycling, do that. Um, but I do think for your body, doing a variety of those is best. But whatever you can achieve in that week is probably the best one you should go for. And and be smart about the gimmicks or the quick fixes. Because again, it goes back to let's nurture and nourish our bodies. Yeah. And I'm not just going to do this for six weeks. I kind of want to make it a lifestyle change, which I'm sure we've heard before the yeah. lifestyle change word, is that you kind of have to change your mentality. Yeah. Like, this is something I want to do. And I've heard that it takes 21 days to break or to start a habit and three days to break it. 
which is like I, really demoralizing so sometimes. It's so right. Yeah, right? yeah, because it yeah. is, you know, and I'm, I've got, you know, two young kids, and so the only time I can find a workout is in the morning. And man, is it hard to get up at 5.30 oh, yeah. and go do a 30-minute workout in my basement. I will say, I before having kids, could not work out at home at all. I had to get out of the house. And now there's no way that I could do it. There's no way I could work out. It wouldn't if fit it, in your schedule it, unless you did it yeah. then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be getting mm-hmm. up at 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's hard yeah. enough to get up at 5.30. So, right. Right. yeah, yeah. And I've had to learn to accept, like, 20 minutes is fine. Mm-hmm. Twenty, It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 minutes. Because I'm used to the, yeah, 30 or 40 minutes. It's not, if I'm not sweating, I'm not yeah. working. So. Well, and if you can leave a workout feeling yeah. good, feeling a little sweaty, feeling like you really got your heart muscle working, then that is yeah. a good workout. I mean, I think research even shows it's nine and a half minutes for endorphins to be mm. released. But you have to do, they, they really, most of the research for that goes back to cardiovascular work because it's so much easier to test. Yeah. You can cycle and run. Sure. When you're doing other different types of activities, it's a little different to test. Um, so just just going after the endorphins mm. is is enough mm. to get me to get into yeah. a workout, even if it's only going to be yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Well, and the fir- I think the first 10 minutes are the hardest. Absolutely. It is, it is the hard. Like, once you get started, yes. I'm fine, but it's the first 10 minutes. And I'm like, like that's why warm ups are so important. Yeah. It's yeah. Because, because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, how do we take these things that we do as adults? And there's some of these things that, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, part of why I do it is to look good. Like, there's definitely part of that. However, as I think about shepherding my children, I want it to be more than just mommy does this because she wants to look good. Mm-hmm. Like there is the major health component to it. So how do you shift in communicating that? I mean, obviously has to start with you, but yeah, how do you go about talking to your kids about what physical activity looks like because different kids have different capabilities at different ages? I mean, that's a really good question. And it's something that I think about often about how with the industry that I'm in, how am I presenting myself to my children? Um, and I've got two very active, competitive, want to do athletic kids. And then I've got one who is not as athletic and she is spiritually gifted in so many other ways. Um, so I always tell my kids that I do this because it makes me feel better mm. and it makes me stronger, it makes my heart stronger. And that's what I always try to relate to them too. Mm. Um, when the weather is not as crummy as it is right now, we go for bike rides, we go for walks, we do th- things that are not difficult, but you know, it's not hard to ask my child to leave an iPad or a game if they're gonna come spend time with me. They will drop everything that they're mm. doing if I say, hey, let's mm. go for a bike ride, yeah. or hey, let's go for a walk, or hey, let's go jump on the trampoline, although in my age, I can't do that anymore. I feel like <laughs> I get vertigo or something yeah. like that. But they will drop anything that they're doing mm. to spend that time with me and or my husband. You know, I mean, last summer, again, it's easier when the weather is warm. I mean, we tried to go for a walk or a bike ride every night, and yeah. it became our mm-hmm. our thing. Your thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and going back to what you're saying and how we present this to our kids is that it is something that we are nourishing our bodies with. It's not mm. something that's always a, a cosmetic issue, although a lot of us do it too. Yeah not only feel good but right. look good sure sure yeah and then I s- usually every week we'll send a funny video to our faculty yeah. and I cannot tell you how many have been exercise related uh, because <laughs> there's so many funny theories out there and there's so many people um, you know classic ones that prancer size 
Uh, but then you also have the li- oh yeah, and then you also have the lady who does the faces from the '80s. Um, if you've seen seen her, where she makes like um, all these crazy faces, and she'll hold these crazy faces to increase face muscles to make your face more attractive. It's, oh goodness! It's, yeah, it's really beautiful. You take um, some deep dives into YouTube, don't you? Yes, to quote the great Michael Scott, when I discovered YouTube, I didn't work for a week. Uh, but I didn't discover YouTube at Kirk Day School. That was long before I got here. So I keep working. Um, but there, there are there, there does seem to be some vanity, and so as you share that with your kids, the other the other thing that that I kind of want to I don't want to forget to mention though is our kids are active, right? That's a natural thing that God's given children, and so where where do you push your children to slow down or step back, and then where do you tell them, hey, let's go for a bike ride and engage, and even if they're you know maybe tired or something because they've already done. So, so you talked about balance. How do you balance kind of their energy level of wanting to do versus maybe an energy level of not wanting to do? Well, I have a nine-year-old who loves to run. And I had to go and talk to some people and his pediatrician and registered mm. dietitian because he enjoys it. And he will go running with me any minute I ask him to. He loves doing the track team. He just, he, he's always loved to mm. run. So I had to find that balance of when is it too much and when is it, I shouldn't say not enough. For him, it was never enough. But I mean, we, when he was six yeah. years old, we started going for a run. Yeah. And he, because he saw me get up in the morning and he just wanted to spend time with me. Mm. Wow. And so then he just really started enjoying running. And, you know, at first, you know how any child is going to do it, they're going to sprint. Yeah. They want to beat you and they are going to sprint. And I was like, well, we're going to go for a couple miles, you know. And so he eventually learned. And now he smokes me. He is home <laughs> way before I am. So that is probably a, a more extreme case of, of, of running, I should say. But we should never be afraid to go running with our kids. Because I know we always think, how, how young is too young to do something like running? And I, I think, you know, it's something our bodies were made to do. Mm-hmm. There's, if you feel comfortable and they feel comfortable, that's something you can do. But there's also, we spend a lot of time as families in athletics, especially my kids are sixth grade, fourth grade, and third grade. So everybody has um, a sport that they do at any given time. And so how do we offset doing that with having some downtime? Um, Over Christmas break, we offset it. (laughs) We tip the scales a lot. We spent a lot of time in front of the TV and it was great and it was wonderful. But I also notice everyone getting a little bit moodier. As adults, we notice oh, a workout makes me feel better. But as children, that's not something that they think of. Oh, I just, I, I feel better after sure. this. Um, we're so lucky at Kirk Day that we get, what, about 30 minutes of gym time and about 30 minutes on yeah. the playground. So they, the American Medical Association recommends at least 60 minutes for a child of exercise a day. Wow. And that's to get the brain pathways and everything connected. Um, so well, Starting at what age? Any age? I don't, you know, it just said youth. I don't even huh. think it came down to a specific age. I mean, they're not age discriminatory. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. So kind of going with that, talk about a little bit what it's like, I mean, to have, you have three kids that have three different capabilities. Does the competitiveness, I mean, I remember playing basketball with my brother, and he's two years older than me, and a boy. And so it was like, it was not fun, mm-hmm. because he would beat me, and he's very, very competitive. Um, and so he beat me, and it's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's a Kansas block shot, you know, that happened a couple of days ago every time. <laughs> so talk about how you balance that. Like, 
the competitive nature that can come out when we do activity um, with just doing it for fun. I'd love to say that I have a solution to that, but I do not. Um, my youngest always just kind of went along with everything. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone wanted to play with her because they could be really competitive and she didn't care, but she, <laughs> she has slowly caught on. But yes, everything, everything becomes competition. I mean, even bike rides can become a competition. Uh, but I also tried to do things that they each like as individuals. My youngest loves to swim. So in the mm -hmm. winter, I will seek out like the Maryland Heights Community Center and we'll just go up there for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, uh, tennis is a really fun family thing we could do together. But at the same time, we're not very good at it. <laughs> so, so we make drills out of it. Like once you hit the ball, go run once around the tennis court or something like that. But as for finding a solution to them not making it competitive, I have not found that solution. Yeah. But I do think when it is competitive, they're excited about it. Mm -hmm. Although 15 minutes uh, tends to be a you know a fight over over something. But yeah. I mean, there's even small games you can do inside. And I shouldn't say small games. Different um, agility games um, that get your your brain talking to your muscles mm. and you know all of those connections firing away. Mm. Um, one that I really like to do it's the let, letter agility. So just if you're you're standing on the carpet and you can do this as a family, hey Taylor, you go make the si the letter A, and then I'll go tell my son Rylan why don't you spell out your name, Rylan? And you mm. have a big old space and they have to move and they have to move sideways and then we have to move backwards. And so you get that agility That's in fun. there and you That's get cool. them moving. Uh -huh. Now for those that, that enjoy uh, having an Amazon Alexa uh, in their home, um, you know, we, we have to say the robot so that it doesn't turn on. They do have for kids uh, Animal Workout and it's really funny. Uh, it's really great for kids and so they do. Uh, we, not that we do this after dinner most nights, but our kids, you know, say, you know, roar like a lion and now move like a lion, go on the hunt like a uh -huh. lion. And so it just has oh, kids moving fine. and thinking and it does, it does engage creativity, but it, it lasts as long as you want. And it'll, it'll even say, do you want to keep going? And so while I sit on the couch and watch them exercise, it's great. <laughs> right. uh, what can I say? Uh, no, but it, it really is. It's really, it's really fun. But it, I will say, you know, it's still small. That one's for younger kids. Mm -hmm. And so... I really like the the alphabet piece, especially yeah, when you have cool. a yeah. family with different age groups, yeah. because that uh -huh. that's a that's a huge piece. Yeah. Um, so you know, one of the things that I often recommend when kids are struggling with depression or anxiety is creating a routine and a schedule. What does exercise look like as far as that being part of um, helping kids with anxiety, that kind of thing? There are a number of different research studies that show that exercise, and, and when you think of exercise, you don't have to think of it as a 30-minute run, just sure. being physically active, that it decreases signs of depression. Mm. I shouldn't say signs of depression. It d decreases the symptoms yeah, of depression of as well as anxiety. Because of the chemicals, the endorphins, mm -hmm. everything that you get. Yeah, they say it's just you your, your normal feel-good hormones, and it just helps up those a little bit. Not saying exercise is a cure-all yeah. by any means, but it is definitely... Um, a piece of the yeah. piece of the puzzle that can Definitely. help with that. Well, and I, I mean, I find with with myself, if I haven't been active, I mean, kind of like we were talking about, you know, over Christmas break, it's mm -hmm. like we all get a little moody mm -hmm. when we don't move enough, you know, because our yes. bodies are created to move. So that's a, that's a really helpful tip too, because I know, and especially right now, um, it seems that you know starting back to school can increase a lot of kid kids' anxiety. So that might be a simple, easy way to help with some of that. That's awesome. Um, so kind of at least my last question is, 
what do you do with Moms in the Fitness right now on a daily basis, and and what what is bringing you joy out of doing that? Well, my company right now it looks a little bit different than it did nine or ten years ago. I spend a lot of time behind the computer. Mm. A lot of time preparing social media posts, mm. um, which is a whole hairy thing in itself. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to come off as you know we're just doing this for cosmetic reasons. Sure. I want um, the way that we present moms into fitness to be that we are nourishing bodies. We mm. are giving ourselves grace when it mm. doesn't happen. Because I mean, I do fitness for a living, and if you were to ask me how many times I worked out last week, it was once. Yeah. So it, it, and every mm. week, every week is different. You sure. Know, sick kids and. Um, but I, I do really enjoy um, being able to connect with a lot of moms. Um, I Instead of going out and teaching classes, now I um, teach them to a camera. <laughs> mm. But at the same time, I love being able to um, connect that way with a lot of moms. Yeah. Because uh, as you mentioned, maybe before kids, you didn't really enjoy working at home. Yeah. But now that is your option. Yes. So it's something that I love. I love creating. I love doing. Mm. Um, and being able to offer that because uh, I don't have a gym membership either. I, I spend most of my time working out at home. At home and yeah. so it's, it's fun finding new avenues and new workouts and yeah. different ways to, to get it done in 20 or 20 Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. So if we, so you'll record a video and then kind of teach moms how to, not how to exercise, but exercises that they can do. Mm-hmm. So similar to an on-demand kind of exercise service exactly and it's yeah. geared towards moms specifically yes what, yes what makes it different maybe a mom working out than anybody else well it, a lot of it comes down to what phase of motherhood yeah. that you're in are you pregnant have you had a baby within the last year because yeah. those workouts are going to be completely <sighs> different Yes. Because after we have a baby, for some reason we have this mentality, I just need to jump back yes. where I was. And your body your body is not ready yeah. for that. It is not you're pulling from resources that your body doesn't have. Mm. So I shouldn't say they're watered down, but in the first couple months after having a baby, the workouts are shorter. Mm. They are um, easier on your mm. joints and your bodies because you've still got all sorts of hormones in your oh, body. Yeah. And before that stuff comes out, you, you just can't go do a whole yeah. big plyometric jumping yes. workout. I learned that the hard way. I, it, we yes. all do. Yes. I learned it and the I had hard a way C-section. with my first one. I had two C-sections oh, yeah. with both my babies, so I was like, yeah, I jumped back in, and I feel like I'm still, I mean, Tucker just turned a year, so I feel like I'm still getting back in Absolutely. to the swing of things. So, and, and that's okay, because you have to give yourself grace, yeah. too. Yeah. That it's okay that I'm not back where I was, yeah. you know, and you, you know, the way we think we, ha- our bodies house human for nine months. Yeah. So we have to give ourselves ample time yes. to, to recover from yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then as you age, it changes. And I've noticed a little bit of that. And yeah, it's just, and the more kids you have, the yeah. less time you have, yeah. there's so many components that go into it. That's awesome. Really are. I'm yeah. so glad that that's a resource. So if people want to find you, if they want to watch these videos, and get kind of plugged into what you're doing. Where do they go? What do they do? We have a website as well as an app, and it's called Moms Into Fitness. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah and we've got beginner programs, 21 Day Jumpstart. We've got everything from beginner just starting to lower impact to higher mm-hmm. impact. I want to get the most out of the five days a week that I have. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. If you had one piece of advice for um, anybody that wants to get in that healthier wants to maybe specifically focus on getting fitness as part of their life, what would your one piece of advice to them be? 
I would definitely say you need to make it easy to mm. enter into it. Because mm. if you, I mentioned earlier, if you make anything too hard, you're just not yeah. going to do it. Or you're going to do it for a couple of weeks and then you've got to enjoy what mm. you're doing. And I think one question I always ask is, um, say there's a mom that's been doing something for a month. Are you enjoying it or are you really unhappy with it and a lot of times if they say I'm unhappy with it it's because they've done a really restrictive diet mm. and they're trying to do too much with mm. the exercise component so sure so think of something logically that is gonna that you could jump into next week mm. and that you could sustain it that's awesome and that your family could sustain yeah. it if you want to make it a you know a family family thing as much easier to say yeah. when the weather is warmer outside yes. like we're gonna go for a walk every night yeah. or a bike ride or something yeah but Make it easy. Make it easy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We for appreciate it. Thank awesome. You. Well, um, thank you guys again for tuning in. And our next guest um, will be Ben Porter, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about how to form some healthy spiritual habits for the new year.